0: It's a cypher podcast, podcast, podcast. It's a cypher podcast, podcast, podcast. Just listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. It's not about the podcast, podcast. It's all about the podcast, podcast. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Cypher Podcast. I'm very excited to be here with you today and I hope you've all had a, a lovely week. Um, it's looking a bit horrible outside if I want to see you pouring down with rain, but I hope the weather picks up. I'm excited. I'm going to Holland tomorrow. That's really exciting. I'm going with uh, Ian Parkinson, our, our native vicar here at uh, All Saints Church. Um, so we're going to begin doing some uh, conference stuff over there. I'm going to be praying some people. Hopefully, uh some of them will speak English at least um I'm a bit worried I'll be honest with you I'm not really keen on flying either so I'm a bit like a bit shaken and nerves but I'm sure once I get on I'll be fine so that's really exciting that's coming up um today we're going to be looking at um a story about a guy called Elijah who's a he's a prophet in the Old testament and he's he's pretty much the first a uh, major prophet, the first person who really is is recognised as a uh, as a prophet, uh, particularly during the time of the kings. Um, so, th- for the first sort of part of the uh, Bible, before kings come in, um, God sends people to to look after uh, the people of Israel. Um, he has priests and he has leaders. So, starting with um, Moses, um, and sort of going down, and then and then there's the book of Judges. Um, but the israelites are always um, waiting for a king and and so god allows them to to have a king and and obviously david comes uh, david goes and then um yeah there's there's multiple other kings afterwards and elijah is one of the prophets at the, at the time of the kings now elijah is a is an interesting guy um he's he's a bit of a sort of outcast really um he's uh he's a bit of a wanderer you know he's a he's a he's kind of a guy with a big beard you know he's, he's not sort of he, he's he's not the kind of sleek uh, he wouldn't be wearing a suit these days you know he'd, he'd be wearing like a long gray jacket you know dusty jacket that kind of thing you know he's, he, he's not a presentable guy um, and uh, those of you who remember um, in the New Testament it talks about um, John the Baptist coming in the spirit of Elijah so Elijah is actually someone who um, doesn't actually die in the bible he's actually taken up to heaven in a chariot which is not not really uh usual but you know like god does amazing things through elijah um and and uh john the baptist appears in the spirit of elijah later on in the bible so elijah's quite a an important character and those, if you remember that john the baptist was a very similar character to elijah i mean he was he was an outcast you know he he, he didn't shave you know he he lived the life of, a, um, you know, a, a tramp essentially, and Elijah is very similar to that. So there's there's obvious links between the two people, um, with that one. But today we're going to be looking at a couple of stories. Um, the first of which is uh, is Elijah being fed by ravens, and then we're going to look at him visiting a, um, a widow. So I'm just going to read out from One Kings Chapter Seventeen. And uh, we'll be reading to the end of that chapter. So I'm just going to quickly rifle through this. If you'd like to follow it, um, please do. I'm reading from the New International Version. But if you've got a different version, don't worry about it. You'll probably just not have exactly the same words, but it'll be pretty similar. Elijah fed by ravens. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, There will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat, and in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. The widow at Some Sometime later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zaraphath, at Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went to Zaraphath. When he came to, to the gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, "'Would you bring me a little water in a jar "'so I may have a drink?' "'As she was going to get it,' he called, "'and and bring me, please, a piece of bread.' "'As surely as the Lord your God lives,' she replied, "'I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar "'and a little oil in a jug. "'I'm gathering a few sticks to take home "'and make a meal for myself and my son "'that we may eat it and die.' "'Elijah said to her, "'Don't be afraid.' Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord your God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord gives rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. But the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Some time later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Do you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took Him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought tragedy also upon this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house he gave him to his mother and said look your son is alive then the woman said to Elijah now I know that you are a man of God and the word of the Lord from your mouth is true great it's a brilliant narrative this I just love the story of Elijah and Elisha who follows him um, he's the next prophet after Elijah Um, why they had to have almost identical names I don't know and I'll never know but there we go very confusing um, very annoying Um, but there we go so Elijah is an interesting character and he has to rely upon the Lord uh, for everything that he needs we start off with this small story about uh, God talking to him that he's going to feed him uh, from ravens now, you just can't imagine that, can you? You can't imagine God saying to you, "I'll just go and hide out. Um, just go and hide out in a in a, in a cave or or wherever near a brook, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna order um ravens to come and feed you, and ravens bring him bread and meat twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening, and he drank from the brook. So obviously, like I said before, he's quite a an outcast um guy, Elijah. He's He's not part of the community he's, he's he's a bit of a wanderer um and this this is obviously characteristic of that you know he eats bread and meat and he drinks from a brook you know not the most civilized you might say um but God has God has blessed him and and just does the, these m- amazing miracles um but not for the world to see you know so often Jesus did amazing miracles and he said to the people that he'd provided for he said you know don't tell anyone don't go off and tell people i mean people did but um you know god blesses us individually sometimes just to say to us oh i love you this isn't for other people to see this isn't my way of showing off this isn't my way to show people that i am greater than anyone else i don't need to do that i already am greater but this is for you because i love you and i'll provide for you and it, it's it's massively character building as well. You know, Elijah was being prepared in that place, relying upon God for food, so that he could go and minister to this widow, which is in the following passage. And he's um and and there's, there's a drought in the area. Now, uh, droughts aren't something that we're particularly familiar with um, in this country. I mean, really, we don't have that much uh, of a of problem with natural disasters uh, in this country. It's not something that we, we are really f- familiar with, um, you know, in America they have typhoons and uh, hurricanes and tornadoes and that kind of stuff, you know, there's tidal waves in Asia and, and off the coast of America and, and and hurricanes all over and tropical storms, whereas, whereas here, you know, like, we complain if it rains too hard or, you know, the buses stop in, in London if it snows, you know, they, we just, we have no idea what it's like, we have no idea. Um, it's not something we're used to, so it's hard for us to imagine what it's like to have um, a drought, and because a drought it just it just ruins civilization. It ruins people's lives, and this is what's happening um, for this for this widow and her son. You know, they're, they're just in dire straits. They're, the woman's going out to collect um, uh, some resources and uh, to make a meal, just just so that they can have one last meal before they die. Like, it's just such a sad story at this point. He's just like, wow. You know, it just it just sounds like such a sad story. They're down to the last meal. And along comes uh, Elijah and he says, don't be afraid, go and make me some food. Like, it just... It, if it wasn't of God, this could be the most insensitive thing anyone could do. You know, it's like... um walking over to a homeless person who's on the brink of death on the street in manchester and saying oh don't worry mate um why don't you go to greg's and get me a pasty how insensitive is that like it's, it's just utterly mad and but elijah has been called by god and he has faith in god otherwise it just it just would have been a horrible horrible thing to do but he believes in the power of his god so he sends this lady off um to go and collect some uh, flour and, and oil and to make him some bread and so she goes off Um, and i don't know what she might have been thinking right then you know i can't imagine what she must have been thinking but god promises that he will provide and elijah has full faith that um god will provide later on um the son falls ill and and dies and and again it's about having faith in God. And the, and the woman's just like, oh, you know, like, you, you, you let, let us live just so that we can die. You know, like, it, it just reminds me of that passage um, where the Israelites are going through uh, the wilderness after they've uh, escaped Egypt. And, and they keep moaning, you know, like, oh, you, you let us out of Egypt just so that we could die here in the desert. Just a lack of faith. Um, and so often we can have that same lack of faith we can see god do miraculous things and, and amazing things but um sometimes we just we just lose the faith so often in our life we see god do amazing things but we we have short memories and, and we soon forget the things that god has done but elijah does not give up elijah says i will you know i will pray for her and and but he doesn't just doesn't just lay a hand on you know he he lies on top of this this lad um this son and and calls out to his god and he says god you know i need you to come and and to uh, save this child let this boy's life return to him and the boy comes back to life and the mother is overjoyed now we don't really see anything more of that woman i have no idea what what's happened her name, where she is what she's doing she, we don't know what, what she did after after this passage but I imagine that God totally transformed her um, her life and her son's life just an amazing uh, sign of faith from, from Elijah and just real, real trust in God um, but what's important for us is to remember these times when God does amazing stuff in our life and remember that he is faithful. And remember that he, he is powerful. And not to say, oh, you know, why have you taken us out of there to bring us here to die? You know, like, why have you saved us just to hurt us more? Because that is not our God. And we cannot believe that God would do that to us. Because that is not his character. That is not who he is. You know, when we are when we are going through trials, um, God is there. And he is working through us and working around us. Uh, to provide for us. So he's calling us to, to live by faith. He's calling us to uh, rely upon him, to listen to him, to listen to what his guiding is, to listen to what his plan is for our days and, and for our weeks and for our life Um, and to to make sure that we are attentive to his call and he can do amazing things for us, and he might not be calling us to hundreds of thousands of people to minister to. He might be calling us to uh, a woman who's lost her husband and a son who's ill you know, he could he could be calling us to something so small as that, but the impacts of that could could impact so so many lives um and and even if it doesn't, you know God loves us and it's it all he wants us to do is to follow him and to be obedient and he will bless us he blessed Elijah Elijah as I said before didn't actually die he was taken up to heaven in a chariot and he was just so close to to God and and later on he does amazing things too so if you want to carry on reading about Elijah just carry on from chapter 17 onwards and you'll read more about him and how he sort of uh takes Elijah on as an apprentice and and blesses him with with his experience. So there's amazing stuff there. Um but Elijah had very little. In fact he had pretty much nothing. He lived a life that was unusual, but a life of glorifying God. Um and and so with very little he did a massive amount. And that that's great news. So I just I just wanna challenge you you now just to think about how in your life you could perhaps live by faith as a large live by faith and and you probably it's probably not going to be you're going to go and live in the desert being fed by ravens that's probably not what it is if you if you feel that that's something you fancy doing um send me a postcard when you get there um but you know like it's probably not going to be that it's going to be something different but it's going to be something radical because God is a radical God and, and he starts off with small things but he builds us into into much bigger things and sometimes he'll ask us to do things that are just utterly bizarre things that you've never thought um, he would ask us to do but I challenge you just to listen to God's uh, call for your life listen to what he's got planned for you and, and take risks um, John Wimber described faith as a, as a risk-taking. He said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Because we have to take risks sometimes. Risk your your uh, humiliation on God. Risk your fear on God. It's, it's worth it. So Lord, I just pray that you would help us to, to live by faith and to trust in you, and to, and to listen to your plan for our lives. Lord God, I pray that you would give us the, the gifts that we need, and the tools that we need to, to uh, live the compassionate life that you lived, Lord, and to bless others, and to change lives in your name, and for your glory, Lord. Amen.